Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How about you? Yep. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Can you believe we're already halfway through August? All right. Time is yeah. just... Boom. Oh, Got to keep up. Yep. <laughs> but uh, here we are nonetheless. How are you? What's new? Sleepy. <laughs> I'm so yeah. tired. Um, other than that, doing all right. Um, uh, not much new going on. You know, yeah. Just... And um, pretty straightforward, dull week, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not much, not, not much to report. Okay, cool. Uh, Kyle was still like in school, or at least getting adjusted to it. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. After the first three days, that following Monday they had a test. Then they have a test today. Um, but that first test, she got a hundred on. I'm like, okay. They well, already tested y'all. It's just been this is the fourth day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but she's doing okay so far. God bless her heart. Right. Uh, well, yeah, York's already had homework, uh, but not, nothing too, too, too much, I guess. But yeah. And then Grayson's like the only kid I know to be excited about getting homework. I actually have homework starting today, like on paper, (laughs) like on paper, dad. I'm like, Ooh, that's a, that sounds serious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a well, I know you've been looking forward to this. So. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. Give her time. <laughs> yep, I know. Give her a few more grades and she may be changing her tune. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, so York was with his mom this weekend. They went and saw Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loved it. I got a text from both of them, actually, separate occasions. It's kind of funny. Yeah, like a few minutes apart, but both of them talking about how much they really enjoyed it. And York said that if I hadn't seen it, he'd really like to see it again. Said, yeah. All right. Well, you know, Tuesday night, because he's going to stay over Tuesday. I said Tuesday night while well, Grayson's at gymnastics. If you want to go, you and I can go and I'll hold off on going to see it. So, mm-hmm. And that's what we did. So we're going to go see that tomorrow night. So we'll report back. But he thought it was amazing. But. I agree. He also thought, but at the same time, he also thought a pickle slushy was amazing, but also weird. <laughs> it was like, yeah. seconds of, but also weird. I'm like, yeah, because it's a pickle. <laughs> I, weird I would probably of, not be how I describe it. Kind of sums up, well, not, not sums up, but that could be how you can describe Bullet Train a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, apparently they really enjoyed it, so... Other than that, nothing too much here. I've, I've been trying to do better about a lot of things lately. So I think I've we've I might have briefly discussed that put in for you know a promotion at work, real work, you know, real job. Uh, had still haven't heard back, which is it is what it is. But try to I guess in anticipation of it. Because I feel confident that I'll get it. Um, I've been trying to make ex- 
trying to step up and try and take more, trying to get our coworkers and everything to want to do better for themselves in, you know, in their roles and what we do. And so by doing that, I've been uh, doing different things to kind of keep everybody on the same page. And then I've also been placed in a different role to where I'm doing a lot more walking and a lot more uh, things and realizing how really out of shape I am because I'm taking a lot of stairs usually down. I don't ever go. I don't do ups. Elevators up, stairs down. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, good grief. I said, how? I said, if I'm this out of shape, just walking at a normal pace downstairs, I really need to do something better in case I need, in case there is an emergency and I need Mm -hmm. to get somewhere somewhere a little bit quicker. I'm not going to do anybody any good. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start slowly changing some habits and trying to do, you know, small things that lead up to a bigger thing. That way I'm not trying to change a bunch of stuff at once. And then my body going, what are in the world are you doing right to yourself? So I've been trying to, I've gone down instead of two coffees in the morning down to one. So that's a big, that's kind of a big deal for me. And then um, I'm trying to, as we all know, I drink a lot of water. Uh, haven't had a soda in three and a half years, give or take. And I've just always felt better ever since. Every now and then I kind of crave one, but not enough for me to actually break that cycle. Yeah. And so I've also tried to find out what fruits I actually can I actually like. Because a lot of problems with me with fruits is texture. I don't know if it is with you, but for me, it's like texture. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily flavors, just how it feels and how, how it, you know, the texture of the food and not so much the flavor. Yeah. So even though I love mango flavored things, but mangoes themselves just taste kind of slimy. So I, I'm like, okay, so mangoes aren't it, but I still keep drinking like, like a mango smoothie, I'll be all over. Right. But um, I could do pineapples. So that's something I'm trying to start eating more of. I absolutely love strawberry flavored things. But strawberries themselves just don't really. I mean, I've even got over the texture. It's not, it just tastes more watery than it does fruity, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Um, grapes, I still can't. Grapes and blueberries, I still can't do. It's too rubbery. The texture for me. So I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> just, I've tried. So, so for what I've learned is I could do apples. I could do, especially Fuji, Fuji apples, you know, that's sweet apple, mm-hmm. uh, bananas, pineapples and strawberries, but you know, it's just not much of a taste. So yeah. I'm trying, I'm going to try and do better that way. It was that sort of, uh, intake. Plus I'm not a big eater anyways. So trying to incorporate that, you know, it'll be kind of easy because it's something you can kind of snack on. Or at least have as a snack, because I'm not a big snacker either. Right. So, and then slowly trying to just, you know, once I could kind of get that kind of routine into play, I could start doing other things, exercises and whatnot, to try and boost metabolism and energy levels. You know, I'm back to taking the old man once-a-day vitamins. Yeah. (laughs) Because, again, not getting any younger. 
but uh so you know this this is more me kind of telling you to kind of help keep me accountable so to keep up with uh with all that so we'll see how this works <laughs> so all right yeah so, uh better than that that's about what we got going on over here yeah okay as you know, if I'm going to ask other people to kind of do things, I should need to be a good example by doing, you know, setting a good example to do by doing certain things. So kind of practicing what you preach. Yep. A whole lot of that. So, yeah. Hey, keep up to date with your time. guess I need to keep up to date with my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we all have, you know, like I always say, you know, we all have our things to work on. And so. True. Yeah. What do you, uh, have you got to watch any TV and or streaming shows? Um, I did finish up Sandman. Um, which I'm curious, you know, what they go, what they'll do moving forward. Yeah. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the series, even even going back to the one where we were talking about where it kind of dragged and had that one mm-hmm. scene in the diner. I kind of see the purpose of that too, but you know, it it it, it did stay on that one location for a while but um just overall i, I it hasn't got me wanting to like maybe read the comics or anything, or anything right. on it but yeah i do i'm like in the live action of it yeah so. and apparently according to beth uh who you know my ex-wife's a huge Sandman fan so i've been mm-hmm. really trying to get her to watch it because i really think she'll like it yeah. like seriously i think you will be and i kind of Every little bit that i'm talking to her about it she's like oh that's from this storyline oh that's from this storyline Mm-hmm. So she was like, obviously she was wanting to know where it, where the show started, I guess. And then immediately knew where it was at. So, okay. and then when I was telling her about the one about the diner episode, that is in an issue of the comics. Yeah. So they're, they're staying pretty faithful. It sounds like, which yeah, worked. I mean, the, the show as a whole is great. Yeah. I've been reading that they're pretty accurate to the source material, which it's rare. People like to deviate so much, but they're yep. staying pretty spot on with it. So that's good to good to know. The most they deviate is how the characters look. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, it was on YouTube and there's a YouTuber has a channel. And he was kind of talking about the show, but then showing panels from the comic book. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's, it's a little different. But that's good. I mean, that's not really that's that would be like nitpicking. You know yeah. about like that's the worst thing you have to say. Oh, and that reminds me. That is something uh, Beth mentioned. She's like, she about when it came to Bullet Train. Uh, real quick, she had uh, she was talking about the snake they had. And uh, hold on, there we go. So she's she was talking about how even though she loved Bullet Train, they literally got nothing about the boom slings correct. And then she was wondering if they could have just made up a snake instead of picking a real one. She said they have giant eyes, are rear fanged, which means you wouldn't see their fangs, greenish, and they're venomous, slow acting. I go. So my immediate response was just to reply with nerd. And then that <laughs> was but she thought that was funny. And then she reminded me York actually did a whole school presentation on on boom slings and at school a while back oh. so i thought that was funny i was like yeah that sounds about right for him <laughs> uh but yeah i was like all right 
It's like, yeah, imagine that. And people aren't really hooked up to machines in the hospitals in the movies either. Right. Or if they are, guess what? The readings are going to be incorrect because they're really not sick. They're acting. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Yeah. Just, just roll with it. Uh, have you watched? Uh, have you watched anything else? Um, that might be. Well, I started watching. There's another series on Netflix called Uncoupled with Neil Patrick Harris, and yes, I was watching some of it. I'm about three episodes in. It's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah my sister in really liked it. Yeah, that's about. I think that's about it, really. All right. Well, I wrapped up watching the uh, season finale, season three of For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. and they uh, there's a lot that goes on in those last two episodes for sure. And much like the previous two seasons, cliffhanger it is, but cliffhanger, yeah. and then fast forward, you know, a certain amount of time. So this one had taken place in the '90s, and then by the end of it, they fast forward to 2003. So, the I think they're doing the final season. They're doing season four, and then they're that's it. And it is it's intense. It's it's so good though. There are some dry, I mean, some dry moment or some slower moving uh, moments in each episode. But as a whole, it is a great series. Great acting, great writing, directing, all that. Just all around, such a great series and i really think if you haven't watched it you should at least give a couple episodes a try and just you know kind of roll with it so it's really good it's only like uh 10 episodes they're an hour long it's amazing uh then i watched grayson and i watched yesterday we watched the i am groot shorts uh i kind of didn't count that because it's just they're not yeah, they're short. <laughs> so, yeah, they're yeah, short. Yeah, they're short. They're six minutes. I wish they, I wish they put them together instead of having to yes. search for them. <laughs> but yeah, so you I'll know why? Those. You know why I think they did that though. So whenever you know award season comes around, they could they could put one of those in for best animated short. Just pick an episode, pick one of them. Pick one that way. If it's its own, even though if you put them as a collection, just to make it easier for streaming. Which would make sense, I think, by just doing that. That's the only reason I could think behind it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, all I got to do is just put I am group, and then these are the five shows. episodes. Yeah. Category. Yeah. I mean, they still could still could do that. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they did either. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's, about the only, that's, the, that's about the only negative I have about it. Yes. Just having a search and like, did I watch this one? Yeah, I watched that one. You know, just... Yep. Yeah, the Groot the Groot dance off was good, and yes. uh, the one where he takes a bath and then grows all the weaves and then does yeah. all the different characters. The mm-hmm. one with the mustache one still cracked me up though. That that cracked me up. Yeah, I got a kick out. I think that's probably. I think the bath one's probably my favorite. So, but no, it's it's good. I mean, again, they're only like six minutes, so you're not really missing out, or it's not taking up too much time to watch. Was it four of those? I think. Four or six. Uh, something like that. I think they're four. Yeah. So um I I have started to watch, but I have not made it past the first like five minutes. Uh Apple TV Plus has a limited series called Five Days at Memorial based on the book. 
of the same name about the hospital in New Orleans uh, during the Hurricane Katrina. They ended mm-hmm. up losing power and them trying to get everybody out, but the generators were flooding, so they like have no power and they're trying to get people out. People yeah. on respirators, plus they have like a whole like assisted living area on the seventh floor and trying to get those people out. It's heart wrenching to say the least, but it is an um, an amazing story though. Based I mean that actually happened. Yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to watching this. So Vera Farmiga and Cherry Jones. Yep, good stuff. All right, are you ready to get into our feature presentation? Sure, 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 sure. Okay. You want to give the summary for me? My voice is kind of going out. Let's see. This week, we both checked out Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And um, (laughs) so, I guess... The premiere, the original premiere was at South by Southwest on March 14th. It was supposed to come out August 5th. Maybe that was a limited release, but then it fully came out this past Friday on the 12th. Uh, hour and 34 minute runtime, <clears throat> directed by Helena, I'm guessing Region, maybe? Yeah. Maybe a Region. Yeah. Um, so this is starring Amanda Stenberg as Sophie, Maria Baklava as B. You have Mahala Harold as Jordan, Chase Sue Wonders as Emma, uh, Rachel Sinat as Alice, Lee Pace as Greg, Pete Davidson as David. And um, it's about a group of rich 20-somethings that plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion. And a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. So, so describe the game. <laughs> Basically, they cut up some paper, same, same number of people playing, put an X on one of them. You pick whoever gets the X is the killer. You turn the lights off. They don't know who the killer is. Only the one who picks the, picks the X knows it. So with the lights out... The killer touches someone, they play dead. And they try to figure out who done it from that. And it's a game they play all the time, but even they say someone always gets the feelings hurt, so it's like, well, why are you playing it? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You already know the negative consequences of why I play it. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't got any board games? Oh, damn. Right. Monopoly <laughs> here. Yeah. That like, also. Yeah. Someone definitely gets their feelings hurt in that one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so you know, starts off innocently enough. Um, a newcomer, Greg, plays plays dead, almost convincingly to the point they thought he was really out. Like he just took it a little too serious. But then later, one of them actually does die, and then it just you just see like this friendship, like they're toxic. They're not. They don't get along. They've got a lot of issues. They never resolved, and they just start coming to the forefront. And, you know, it's it's crazy when you get to the end to see what really happened. <laughs> and you're just like, of course yes. that happened. <laughs> of course that happened. But it, it makes sense. 
Um, but it just showed how bad these people are being friends. Like, yep. It's, it's horrible. But it was funny. So basically this was, um, was uh, I guess you could say it was Among Us minus the suits. That's <laughs> essentially what it is. Yeah. Yeah. One person's the imposter. Everybody else walks around in dark areas. Yeah. And then someone gets killed. We played something like this growing up. And it was called, uh, I think they just called it Killer. I forgot what it's called. I, I know I think other places, other people, or other iterations are like, they call it Mafia. But you don't actually, you stay in the same room. And everybody yeah. just closes their eyes. And then someone is you know kind of that isn't a participant so you could think of it as a omniscient person that picks who the killer is mm-hmm. and then everybody has to and then the killer can decide who they want next and yeah. then the narrator or whoever the omniscient person you know basically picks that person and then they're dead so until and then everybody discusses and tries to figure it out yeah Something similar. So it's a great value version of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I and we forgot to mention. First off, this is an A twenty four movie. Oh yeah. That How we forget that? And it's it still it it still does because it's still very beautiful to look at, especially <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, and everything. It's very yeah. And it's when they're in the pool and they're, when they're at the pool and everything, it's very indie vibes on that. Mm-hmm. Very indie vibes going on. And even at the very beginning, pretty much up until, you know, the power goes out. Yeah. <laughs> but then things kind of change, but the lighting, it's still very minimal. So I thought that was kind of cool how they did that, uh, that they try to not have a lot of, I guess you could say studio lighting. Yeah. So I thought that was, an interesting, a, a good choice. Um, but like you said, when you get to the end, you're like, well, yeah, of course that's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's literally the, probably the most realistic thing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> cause you know, I was wa- as watching it. I was just kind of like, I'm not sure where this is going. Like, this Me is either. funny. I don't know how this is going to end. You know, and then, I mean, it does kind of just end, but you do get the full of what, what's going on. And, but, um, yeah, I was like, of course, of course, that's what really started this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, do you think B is the protagonist in this movie? I really don't know. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm That's, not sure. Yeah, there's no real one protagonist. It's just yeah. Because you kind of root for her, but at the same time, you're kind of like you're not sure if you should. Yeah. Because everybody's got their secrets and their different things, so you're like you want to root for her, but at the same time, you're like I don't really know if I'm supposed to. Yeah, I mean it's between her and Sophie. <laughs> yeah. They, they focus a lot on their characters, so it's between those two as far as who the focus should be but well that just more or less means that's their point of view that's being shown it doesn't mean they're necessarily the protagonist yeah. it just so it's it it's interesting because that's I, that's kind of when i left that's kind of when i was other than still 
shaking my head at the ending, but then going, who's the because pro- when I have to leave a movie and go, so who's the protagonist in this? You know, I I always that's always a big issue for me. And I like on whether or not I like a movie. Like if I don't have a protagonist or somebody to really root for, yeah, it's hard for me to enjoy it sometimes. Now, not saying right. this wasn't done well or that this isn't a good movie. Uh, it just, it just was one that I was like, I don't, yeah, I just, I was conflicted, I guess, at the end. I was like, yeah. still don't know if I'm supposed to root for these people. I mean, it, it could be her in the sense that it's kind of, uh, she's kind of an outsider, mm-hmm. but Sophie's also kind of an outsider too for her yeah. story she's got going on. So that's so why I'm like, it could be either one, you know, because we start off with them at the beginning and for the reasons they show, Sophie's an outsider for this reason, but B is an outsider just because she's completely new to everybody. And I mean, you know, I guess technically Greg could be a protagonist. <laughs> I guess we got our, I guess it's depending he's on what's also going very on, outside. He's very outside. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, and I guess depending on what's going on, like maybe this scene, the protagonist of this scene, and maybe it's like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's interesting because I actually didn't recognize Lee Pace until I heard him talk. Actually, yeah. until I looked it up, I ain't going to lie. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Didn't recognize him. Looks good. But yeah, the long hair really threw me off for some reason. Yeah. But. I mean, I, you could tell they were having fun making this, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, nobody was. Yeah. Everybody was having a good time. Pete Davidson was playing a very Pete Davidson kind of character, but he wasn't like trying to ham it up like SNL kind of handed, ham it up. He was playing a character, but also still kind of partially playing himself a little bit. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. I thought it was a very interesting film. Is it something I'll watch again? I don't know. It might just been a one-time thing. Yeah. If it didn't have A24 in front of it, I probably wouldn't have watched it. I ain't going to lie. Because it's not really a movie I would normally go watch. Yeah. Uh, But but at the same time, it is some good uh, counter-programming to what's out there right now. So, you know. It was still fun, and there is some good humor in it. Mm-hmm. And you know, these characters are easy. Some of them are pretty easy to dislike, but at the same time, you still laugh because they're still funny, even though you dislike them. Right. So, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it, if it's, I would. If you like these kind of movies, I think you'll like it. I mean, and it's. Again, it's not bad. It's maybe not completely for me, but it's still entertaining. I was still entertained. I wasn't bored at any moment. And I went yeah. to a 10 o'clock movie, to go, 10 o'clock at night movie to go see this. Yeah. So, and it's, I mean, and like you said, it's fairly short at an hour, what, 34, I think. Yeah, hour and 34 minutes. It's, yeah. It breezes through. It doesn't allow for a lot of a lot of uh, downtime. I get not downtime, but you know, just it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, but it it was a 
I like it. Maria Bakalova from Borat 2 is in it, so she was pretty good. Didn't recognize her. So. But yeah. Uh, you're up this week. All righty. So, took a trip to Netflix and I watched Day Shift, <clears throat> which was also released this past Friday. Hour and 53 minutes, directed by J.J. Perry, and it stars Jimmy Fox, <clears throat> Dave Franco, and Natasha Lou Bordizo, Megan Good, uh, Carlo, Carla Souza, uh, Steve Howie, Scott Atkins, and Snoop Dogg. So this is about a hardworking blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted eight-year-old daughter. His mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. Okay. So when I first, you know, saw the poster advertising for it, I'm like, Jamie Foxx is Snoop Dogg. I don't know. <laughs> then I watched the trailer. I'm like, okay, this could possibly be promising. And then I watched. So... I don't think this is for me. So surprisingly enough, it's got vampires in it and all that. I thought I thought that I would go in and enjoy it, but out of the whole movie, there's probably two scenes that I, that I really liked. That's like the opening mm-hmm. scene that they show in the trailer where he's killing, fighting this old woman in the hotel, and she's kicking his butt, like <laughs> like literally kicking this, beating him down. And then there's um, another scene with these two brothers, the Nazarian brothers, the scene involving them. The sequence was really entertaining, but everything outside of that, it wasn't really holding my attention. Like I thought, you know, you know, Jimmy Fox is trying to do do good by his daughter. I'm like, well, I can relate to that, but I just didn't believe the relationship. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't feel it. Yeah. The relationship with um, his wife, I just didn't feel the connection there. Even though uh, Jamie Fox and Dave Franco had good chemistry and their characters played off of each other well, um, I don't know, just something just didn't hit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, Snoop Dogg did okay. There was a scene where he, where of course it's stunt double, but he apparently did a back roundhouse kick a la uh-huh. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's a stretch, but it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's not bad. I just, it's overall, I felt like it's it just not for me. Wasn't for me. Okay. Um, outside of those two scenes that I really liked. Okay. Um yeah, I didn't get around to watch it that one. I was gonna try, but I just ran out of time. I might yeah. still try just see if there's a, just see if maybe I like it. But, you know, I mean, it starts see. off it's promising because you know promising. It, it 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 looked promising for me. I mean, somebody else might may enjoy. It. Like I've seen some people talk about it and they they enjoyed it, but um, like basically Jamie Fox got his he's having troubles with money. For his daughter, and he's trying to do his best to get money by the end of the weekend. So, to save his to pay to pay his daughter's tuition and to keep his daughter and wife from moving to Florida. So that's basically his goal. Um, Dave Franco is basically his, I guess, supposed to keep an eye on him, make sure he doesn't break the rules, because he's getting a, another chance to come back in and do the normal work, but he's on the day shift. No, um, gotcha. Yeah. But um, I guess he got some trouble on, during the night shift, so he wouldn't, didn't want to put him there, so he put him on days, <laughs> um, which I thought that was funny as well. But yeah, 
But yeah. I don't know. I feel okay. like Jimmy Fox, Snoop Dogg, Dave Franco. Maybe you get more out of it than I did. There you go. <clears throat> well, this weekend, Grayson and I watched Secret Headquarters, available on Paramount Plus, starring Owen Wilson and Michael Pena with Jesse Williams. Rated PG, one hour, 44 minutes. While hanging out after school, Charlie and his friends discover the headquarters of the world's most powerful superhero hidden beneath his home. When villains attack, they must team up to defend the headquarters and save the world. Directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman. Uh, written by Christopher Yost, Josh Cohensberg, uh, Henry Juiced, and Ariel Schulman. So, yeah, so basically, the uh, Owen Wilson was uh, Owen Wilson, his wife, and son Charlie were all camping uh, when Charlie was young. And in doing so, a whatever they call UFO now, <laughs> whatever the latest term, yeah, whatever that is. Yep. Uh, crash lands and a uh, crash lands in the woods. So of course Owen Wilson leaves to go try and hunt it down. Be sure it's not like a fighter. You know, be sure that you know whoever's flying it doesn't need doesn't need like medical assistance or something. Only yeah. to find out it's an alien ship and this glowing yellowish orange orb uh, comes out and is trying to detect things. And uh, a pilot from uh, with the U.S. government ends up coming to, or crashing as well. And then Owen Wilson comes upon the pilot. The pilot, uh, played by Jesse Jesse Williams. Uh, Basically, is trying to show him where this crash landing happened. The glowing orb reads, kind of scans Jesse Williams's face, and you know doesn't doesn't match or doesn't compute whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he scans Owen Wilson, and then they like sync together or something, and then like this electromagnetic pulse happens or something like that. Now it's really weird and never explained. So then, through the course of the next ten years. Owen Wilson becomes the superhero known as the Guardian. And his relationship with his wife and son get get frayed because he's spending most of his time doing superhero stuff. And so now uh, they're trying to he's trying to find time on a weekend to spend time at his cabin and with Charlie and of course they're playing like on the switch playing these different games, you know, having some bonding time finally until yeah. he gets a phone call and he has to go, you know, save the world yet again, but he can't let Charlie know, even though his wife is fully his, I guess. So they never really say ex-wife. We'll just say estranged wife because they're not living together. So it sounds like they're divorced, but yet she knows what he does. Like she knows that he does the superhero stuff. And so, of course, he leaves. Charlie gets 
you know, Moody, you're not Moody, but rightfully so upset that his, you know, his dad's never there. He ends up calling his friends. His friends come over and they don't really throw a rager rager. You know, it's like four kids and they're, uh, it's his best friend and like two girls. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying, they're all basically going around the house and, you know, do hit some button, which then of course opens up an elevator, which then drops down to the secret headquarters of the guardian to which he's like, Oh my God, my dad works for the guardian. <laughs> Not my dad is, but works for, cause he can't believe, you know, yeah. well, and I believe that like I, if that happened to me, I guarantee my kids would be like, my dad works for the superhero. Not my dad is the superhero. <laughs> Something you don't believe. Yeah. It's like, you never believe your parents could be the superhero only that they work. They're like the administrative assistant for the superhero. <clears throat> so yeah, they explore, they find that they play with all the different gadgets as if you're in like middle school, middle school, junior high, that's what you would do. Play with all the cool toys and drive the vehicle that doesn't belong to you. You know, yeah. take it out for a spin. I mean, all that fun, crazy stuff. So then they, <clears throat> they use this one gadget. It's like a portal to help cheat on the test <laughs> in school. Like they, and the answers like one has one end, the other one has another end. Mm-hmm. So you're handing it through, and then it pops up on the other person's desk. <clears throat> yep, smart way. Yep, clever, clever, clever. Could have just studied too, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, very clever way to do it. Well, meanwhile, the pilot Irons is now working with Michael Pena's character Argon, who. It's basically that you're led to believe he's like a defense contractor. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find where the who the guardian is and like where his where his location is, so they can track down this the source, you know, and then take it and use it for you know to replicate the replicate the uh, the power, and then have their own superhero thing that they could probably sell off to the government at a Hefty price, you know. Well, they hone in on on uh, the kids with all the gadgets and everything. Somehow they're able to track it. I don't know. It's never explained. Yeah. But in a movie like this, they're not going to spend a lot of time on that. It's like, oh, we're able to. We've you know we've locked in on the on the source, and there here it is. So again, the guardians away still. So the kids are back at the house, you know, in the secret headquarters playing until. Until Irons and Argon come in and they start uh, trying to infiltrate to try and get this, you know, capture the source mm-hmm. and basically hold these kids hostage until the Guardian shows up. And at some point, you know, the Guardian does show up because he realizes that his son didn't go back home to his mom. So he's looking at the cameras in the headquarters and sees everybody down there and has to hurry back. And then it becomes a fight between Owen Wilson's character and Michael Pena's character in these suits. Yeah. But at the same time, like Charlie and one of the girls is trying to, you know, they're building a relationship that, cause he's had a crush on her and all this stuff. Anyways, 
It's a cute movie. I mean, it's fine. There's a, there's some decent action for families, you know, for kids to watch and enjoy. That's great. You know, Grayson's very easily entertained. And I'll ask, you know, I asked her, so what did you, did you like it? She's like, yeah. And then kind of did the so-so thing. I'm like, really? You just thought it was okay? Yeah, it was okay. I'm like, all right. So I thought that was interesting because it seems like something she'd end up, a movie she would end up rewatching over and over and over again. Yeah. But no, she, she was good on it. I said, okay. So she thought it was okay. I mean, I think it's a decent family film. I mean, it's definitely a streaming kind of movie yeah. for sure. Uh, but it's not bad. It's, you know, it'd be a decent one to watch with everybody. So anyway, it's wow. Owen Wilson <laughs> secret headquarters. Yeah. Charlie. All right. That's it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. My next entry went to see the movie fall. <laughs> It's not quite fall yet, but almost nope. there. It's almost there. Um, it's also released this past Friday. Hour and 47 minutes. Directed by Scott Mann. And it's starring Grace Carolyn Curry as Becky. Virginia Gardner as Hunter. Mason Gooding as Dan. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan who plays Becky's father, James. And Daryl Dennis as Randy. So, <clears throat> it's about best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a 2,000 feet 2,000 foot radio tower first of all there's no way I'd even be up there (laughs) nope that's why you know what that's why I didn't go see the movie I'm like I don't need no that's I don't need to see this (laughs) I'm good so it starts off with Becky Hunter and Dan Uh, Dan is uh, Becky's husband so they're all doing their mountain climbing getting their uh ethan hunt on (laughs) they even make a reference to tom cruise (laughs) they even make a reference um but an accident happens and dan falls to his death (laughs) so sad (laughs) um then we go almost a year later 51 weeks not quite not quite the year but 51 weeks from the day as they put at the bottom, like, well, let's just say a year. Just say about a year yeah. later. <laughs> um, so, Becky, of course, is depressed, sad, drinking. Uh, her dad is concerned, reaching out to her. He ignores her phone calls. He even just shows up at the bar where she's trying to leave. And she takes off walking instead. And, you know, I mean, your dad, just pick her up, put her in the car. You know, you can do that. But he lets her walk <laughs> off. Let's her walk off. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Hunter pops up out of nowhere after getting a call from dad to check on her. But uh, Hunter's got other plans. She's got she's a content creator. So she's looking for her next climb, her next adrenaline rush and says there's this 2000 foot radio tower in the middle of nowhere that she wants to climb to, I guess, get her numbers up and do all the thing that content creators do. And course becky at first is kind of reluctant to do it and then you know hunter talks her into it says she's to face her fear and all this stuff and so she agrees to do it and long story short they climb up even though they've had they had plenty of time to change their mind becky even right before they start climbing is like you know i really don't want to do this (laughs) it's like come on we gotta do it hunter just just be in the driving force and of course they get stuck up top 
And so the remainder of the movie is just them on top. They they're trying like so they get make to the top successfully, and while they're trying to make their way down, the ladders they climb fall apart. So there's like there's no way for them to climb down. I mean, there's another set of ladders, but they have to get they have to find a way to shimmy down till they have these satellites. But even that's risky. And so they're they're pretty much stuck. They do have a drone, but during that fall the backpack that hold that holds it fell down. Of course it did. Below. Yeah. So but this too kind of like bodies, bodies, bodies is kind of analyzing this friendship that Becky and Hunter have. So they have their moment. Um things aren't exactly as they seem. Not not to give too much away. But um you can kind of see where it's going in a way. You kind of know how it might end, maybe. I just don't wanna I don't want to say too much, but it, it's up. Are you trying to say that their friendship was falling apart? Perhaps. <laughs> Friendship's tested. <laughs> Not as toxic as the ones in Bodies, 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 but... Yeah, I know why. Well, no, well actually, no, it might, it might take the cake there, considering. But yeah, but it's basically just about them being stuck up there where they get down. Um, they find out some things about each other, and... I mean, it was, it's, it was, it, I like, I did, I enjoyed this more than Day Shift. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, there's no way I would be up there. I would no. take pictures from down. And then if I wanted to do that, I would try to organize some kind of safety net, you know, something yeah, that happens around. Like, we're going to make this a big YouTube or Instagram thing. Let's get yeah. people involved. So. Even though it may look like you're up there without help, you at least got people down there that can help. <laughs> you know, make it look like you're just out there in the middle of nowhere. Even if you got a team of people down below, that'll help you get down. Right. Just not smart. Uh, no, no. And you're out. You're literally out in the middle of nowhere. Why not just climb another mountain? Yeah. <laughs> or at least, or bring a, a rope long enough to where if you yes. do have coming to some problems, you'll be able to get down. <laughs> They did not prepare as well as they thought they did. Let me guess. They didn't have any cell signal. <laughs> of course not. They were too high. <laughs> they were too high. Yeah. Too high. It's too high. At least that's how they, that's, that's that how works. they explained it. That's how they summed it up. Oh, we're too high. We're, we're too high to have signal. Just <laughs> Jesus. Oh Lord. Yeah, no, I saw the poster. So I remember I first saw that poster when we were in uh, Missouri for 4th of July and we Went to go see the Minions movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. I go, yeah, no, there's no way I'm seeing that. That looks ridiculous. And they're going to be up high the entire time? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, even, I think I even went, I think Patrick, Patrick can go see that one. I'm not going to. <laughs> hey, some <laughs> of the did. visuals are nice, but I'm just like, yeah. Nope. Nah. Mm-mm. Hmm. Nope. Nope. I bet if A24 made that, it'd be, it would look absolutely stunning. <laughs> and then some and then some random like giant dude would walk by and then just hold his hand out and then set him down on the ground with me. and then keep walking and then just walk away <laughs> it gives him that little that little stare that yeah meaningful stare yeah you're welcome and then walk off you're welcome yeah <laughs> with uh, swelling music playing as he goes exactly. over the horizon <laughs> yeah i just go back and like what just happened hey who cares we're done we're safe bye <laughs> 
You know what? And that is something I forgot to mention about bodies, bodies, bodies. The uh, the music. I really liked the score in it. Like the mm-hmm. music itself was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I did. I did. I did really like that. I'll give that to him for sure. Sometimes it was a bit much, but or it seemed a little out of sync as far as like how it fit in the film. But it's nitpickiness. But it was overall, I, I, I did actually really like the music. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm putting my two cents in on the black phone because it is actually now on Peacock. But before I went to Peacock, it, or at least before I saw that it was on Peacock, I rented it on iTunes, foolishly, because I did not look, but also didn't expect it to be there. So, And I'm perfectly happy. I could say that I'm perfectly happy with paying that price to rent it because this was actually really well done. Uh, just give a quick uh, synopsis because it's been a couple of weeks after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13 year old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, who did the first uh, Dr. Strange movie and was written uh, based on a short story by Joe Hill and uh, I guess Scott Derrickson actually did the screenplay. This was very well done, very set in 1978. The film had that kind of, it looked like it was shot in 1978, like the filter they used for it. uh, Brilliant. The lighting was done. Excellent. Just, it was shot like it was made in 19, like in the 1970s. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The acting was great. Anytime I see that Jeremy Davies is going to be in a movie, I know he's not going to be playing a good guy. <laughs> like, he's that guy. You're like, oh, yeah, there's no way he's going to be good in this. It's kind of like Paul Dano. There's no way. Not no way. There are very seldom a time when Paul Dano plays somebody that's not the creeper or yeah. should be playing the creeper. <clears throat> Jeremy Davies is also that character. Uh, Ethan Hawke was good. Even though he really, honestly, he wasn't in it that much for being the bad guy. He wasn't in it that much. Uh, I think Jeremy Davies may have had just as equal screen time playing playing uh, the main character's dad. Uh, Mason Thames as Finney was also great. Uh, no, all, all in all, it was just a great movie. And the fact that his sister, Gwen, had these visions or premonitions yeah. of what was going on. It's very, it's a very Joe Hill slash Stephen King kind of thing. Uh, no, it was very well done. I would, I actually would rewatch this one. It's yeah. not, it's more of a, it, you know, it, it kind of delves into my favorite kind of horror, which is the, what's not shown. It's much scarier than what's actually, you know, than yeah. the gore-tastic ones. Give me a good suspenseful, thriller kind of horror movie i'm good but give me a bunch of gore stuff i don't i you've lost me i don't care but this one's very well done um it is rated r in 100 or 100 good grief at one hour 43 minutes but it is and it's short sweet too it's perfect time like they don't try and draw it out any longer than it needs to Mm-mm. and it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you interested the entire time i wish it explained a little bit more uh, yeah, I, like the, I wish. 
switching of the mask that he did. Yes. Yeah. When he had a full mask and he had show his eyes and some just showed us the bottom of his mouth, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I would kind of like to know more about symbolism behind all that, but yeah. Or if there was any, if it was just random. Yeah. That's just what he had. But no, it was really well done. I really like it. So anyways, the black phone, please check it out. It is because I wasn't really sure. I'm like, eh, I don't know. And it's, Surprising. It's still in the theaters this week, too. Yes. Because yeah. Kyla didn't come this weekend. If yeah. she had, a, that's what we were going to watch. But I told her by the time it comes back, it'll be on streaming. So yeah. well, I'd be surprised if it's still yeah. in the, I mean, I, it, I wasn't expecting it, once it's on streaming, to still be in theaters. So maybe this is the last week. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. I was going to try and take Grayson to go see Pause of Fury yesterday mm-hmm. on yeah. Sunday. Not playing anywhere. Like, it was in. And it was gone. It's crazy because I, I think I bought a ticket to go see it and I forgot because it's still listed on my Regal. Is oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. I was supposed to go watch this, but I never went. Yeah. I forgot. But we were gonna go, and I'm like, sorry, sorry, Grace, it's out. What do you mean it's out? I mean, it's not playing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Jurassic World's still playing, and you know, this Black Phone's still playing. Top Gun, oh. still getting that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They need to go back to 40X. (laughs) Yes. True story. I would gladly go back and watch that in 40X again. Yep. True story. So, but yeah, that's all I got this week. Same. Yep. I got nothing else. You're not going to bring up the other one? The anime? Oh, yeah. So, I did watch... Inuyo, which is it's anime. I watched it in um, the subtitle, but it was done in a way where you could read, like you, you had plenty of time to read it, so it wasn't like a lot going on where the words just mm-hmm. popped up there. Um, <clears throat> so basically, it's about a cursed dancer and a musician. Wait a minute, a cursed dancer and a musician. Stun society with electrifying concerts in this animated rock opera. So, <clears throat> starts off with the main character, Timona. Him and his father, they basically deep sea dive for treasures. And they get approached by these two guys to try to find this scroll. But what they don't tell them is it's, it's cursed. So, it just so happens that Timona had seen the place that they're talking about. So, watching from behind as these guys talk to his dad, he's telling his dad, like, yeah, let's do it. So they find it, bring it up. Dad opens up the scroll, has a sword in it, but he gets killed. Like there's like this, this gets sliced in the middle of his stomach. But then at the same time, Timona gets blinded by this that happens. And so part of his story is trying to figure, find these people that kind of set them up. So he joins these these monks that play these string instruments. Most of them are blind. Some of them, I believe, are pretending to be blind. But um, for the most part, they're blind. They can play the, the instrument pretty well. And one chance tonight, he, be- he meets this disfigured person who has one extremely long arm. And uh, his face is messed up where he has to wear a particular mask where the eyes are kind of at different spots. And um, But he's got this gift of dancing. But he's shunned from the people that are basically the main people that do the music and the dance. 
But he meets Timona, and they start kind of doing their thing. They combine together. Timona's now going by Tomoichi, or he's Tomoari. He doesn't change his name. And they just start making music. It kind of reminded me of, in a way, Corella, where Corella meets her, her idol. Mm-hmm. Her idol pisses her off, so now she becomes a competition. So it's kind of like you got these two outcasts, in a way, that are making music that aren't the tradition, but they're popular. So they're making rock music in a way and the main guy that supplies the music in these shows is kind of mad about it but there's a story behind that um it's visually great the music's great i just felt like some of the songs felt kind of aerosmithy maybe queenish in the in the i guess the um arrangement of it and um it's just it's good it was good. That was the first movie I watched Saturday, and um, just got up and watched it. And I started to go to Bell Court, but I figured I'd just well, I watched it at Opera Mills because it was playing there too. Mm-hmm. It was a little closer, but um, yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I I, I, I would I could see it. I don't know what kind of award it would be put up for. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the more independent awards, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, cool, man. Uh, trailers, we have Bones and All. Uh, no, re- no release date yet. Uh, Marin, a young woman, learns how to survive on the margins of society. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Michael Stolberg, Taylor Russell, Mark Rylance, Chloe Sevigny, David Gordon Green. So this is directed by Luca... Gadaring, I'm gonna butcher that one. Gada, Gadagino. It's a uh, the person that did call me by your name. So looks like it'll be another, you know, beautiful movie like that. And let's see, coming to Netflix, Love in the Villa. Yes, if it sounds like it's. Should be long on Lifetime, you're not far off. <laughs> a young woman takes a trip to romantic Verona, Italy, after a breakup, only to find that the villa she reserved was double booked, and she'll have to share her vacation with a cynical British man. Starring Cat Graham, Tom Hopper from uh, Umbrella Academy, Lauren Hopper, and... Uh, some others directed by Mark Steven Johnson and also written by Mark Steven Johnson. But even the poster looks like it's straight out of a lifetime cover. So, yeah. So who knows? Maybe it'll be cute, but that comes out September 1st on the Netflix and that's it. This is all we got. So I think beast comes out this week with Idris Alba. So we'll see how that how that rolls. And then the new Dragon Ball Super movie. Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super. Superhero. Yep. Super Super. Might check that out before <laughs> shift on Friday because that'll be the only time okay. I'll get to watch that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, everybody, we hope you all have an amazing week. And we can't wait to talk to you all again next week.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.